Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Pastor Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to this month's episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's our goal to help you connect with God so you can manifest God to your world. My oh my, what a wonderful, wonderful month of May that we had. I'm telling you, probably the greatest month of miracles that we have seen in, in our uh, ministry up to this point. I mean, just phenomenal. We were in Canton, Georgia at Dream Church, and we were at Houston Faith Church in Houston, Texas. Two services at each church and just saw just a magnificent display of God's power. We saw deaf people healed. We saw blind eyes open. We had knees that were healed, joints healed, curved back that was healed, a twisted spine that was healed. We saw a young man that was colorblind. He got healed. We saw a woman that had been dealing with witchcraft and dealing with all kind of just really horrible emotional issues and some physical issues in the past. She saw miracles that were taking place and she received Jesus as her Lord and Savior it just totally opened up her heart, and she had a wonderful, wonderful encounter with Jesus. I mean, it was just amazing. And the wonderful thing with all of this is that most of these miracles happen without anybody touching them, without anyone praying for them. And that's what we've been pushing over these years. We've seen it more and more and more as I've gone into these services with that expectation for things to happen without me praying for them. And that's, that's a big key. I've been going in with that expectation for things to happen, for the gifts of the Spirit to begin to be in operation, and just Jesus just to be moving in that place. People are getting healed in these services, and, and what I love about it is that they can't look to me and say, oh, you know, Chad so anointed, Chad put his hands on me and prayed for me and I got healed. No, what's happening is they're learning how to grab a hold of this for themselves, and that's why I love seeing miracles like this is because they can walk away from those services and realize and know this is how I get it on my own anywhere that I am at any place, any time. I just absolutely love it. And the great thing about this as well is that this is just continuing to increase. I'm telling you, I'm not saying this to over-spiritualize things. We have been seeing an increase every year, but a couple months ago, uh, when I got the invitation to do this service, especially in Houston, I just knew on the inside there was something that was going to be special about this particular weekend. I spent some extra time fasting and praying, getting ready for these services in Georgia and in Texas. And I'm telling you what, there was a dramatic shift that took place in those services in Houston. Just one of the most amazing services I've been a part of in, in quite a while. So, you know, we've actually got those services available. Uh, you can go on our YouTube channel and check those out. And I'm telling you, go watch them. You're going to see people getting healed. You'll see some miracles take place that will encourage you and inspire your faith. If you know of someone who's in need of a miracle, go on YouTube, get these links, send them to your friends, share them on social media so people can go in and see that these things are real. This is not make-believe. No, this is legit miracles. This is legit moves of God taking place with real people, real situations. No make-believe, nothing made up. There was one great story you'll see in one of these videos if you go watch it. There was a lady that her knees had been bothering really, really bad for a long time. And you see her, we just walked up some stairs. I said, 
know, we're going to walk up the stairs. And on the third time, I want you to see what happened in your knees. Didn't pray for it, just grabbed her hand. We walked up a couple of times and you could see it on the second time we're going up. You can see a, a dramatic change in her gait and the way that she was moving. It was just so wonderful to see so many great miracles came from that. So thank you guys for praying for us and supporting us. One of the other big things that happened last month was the Sid Roth episode uh, and our interview with him. We not only filmed the It's Supernatural episode, and that's going to air later on this summer, but Sid was so excited about this message about the life of God, he wanted to do a social media interview. And so we did that, and it's available right now on Facebook and on YouTube. You can go watch that. Uh, pretty amazing. I think as of last we looked, there's almost a little over 70,000 views on this thing. And we just got flooded with uh, orders on the uh, the books and the Healing Academy. If you haven't taken part of the Healing Academy, man, jump on in there. Become a student of that. We've just been getting great testimonies from people literally all over the world. We have, last I looked, 17 or 18 countries now represented. So it's been really cool to see what's taking place, see what's going on. And God just bringing some tremendous increase our way. And we're really excited about it because it puts us in a position to help more people grab a hold of this and go into their world and manifest God. Praise God. Hey, let's get into today's episode. I want to talk about this. Who do you identify with? You know, if we look at our society, we've been seeing this recently the last couple of years and that, you know, people have been dealing with some identity issues. Probably the biggest thing that we're hearing about it is gender identity. You have boys that, you know, say they identify as a girl or a girl that identifies with a boy. And, you know, as Christians, we can look at this. We can look at it from the, the lens of Scripture and see how that's kind of messed up and not downplaying the issues that people are dealing with. Legitimate issues there, just mental attack by the devil. But what I want to bring about is this. We can look at that, we would say, okay, well, that's not right, and this is why. But do you realize that many, many Christians are doing the very same thing? You may not be looking in the mirror and seeing that you're a biological male, but you identify with a girl, but many, many Christians are looking in the mirror of the Bible and seeing that through salvation, they identify with Christ, but then they look in the natural mirror and they still identify as a, as a sinner. They still identify as someone outside of Christ. And it's very, very important who you identify with because who you identify with is going to determine what results you get in this life. And where this gets really, really important when it comes to our studies of the Bible. Over the years, especially in the ministry of healing, most ministers, we go to the stories of Jesus. And looking at those stories of Jesus ministering to people, you see the leper come to Jesus, the blind person come to Jesus. You see the woman who had the demon-possessed daughter coming to Jesus. You see all these people coming to Jesus. They have a problem, and they know Jesus has the answer. What a wonderful truth. Jesus is the answer. He's always the answer. And I'm not downplaying that. But it's very important that we understand who we are to identify with. All of those stories, they're very real stories. But all of those stories, it's important to understand that the people who were coming to Jesus, not only were they sinners, but they were also living under the old covenant. Now, in those stories, there's some great, great, very true faith principles in which we can live by and we can see and understand 
There's things we can see as far as a total dependence on him and his power that he is the way and he is the truth and he is the life. There's things that we can understand in regards to the power of our confession. There's some just great, great faith principles there that we can live by, but we must understand that when it comes to these stories of healing and deliverance with Jesus and these people, we must understand the positions that these people are in. Jesus is in the position of the Father and what's available as a man or a woman filled and united with God. All of these people that Jesus ministered to, every single one of them were sinners. Every single one of them, the Jews that came to him, they were under the old covenant. And then you had the Gentiles that didn't even have any type of covenant. And that's why Jesus would even make the comment, you know, to that one mother in referring the fact that healing, it was the children's bread. It was for the Jews, not the Gentile. And yet you still see, you know, Jesus, you know, bring deliverance to that woman and to her family. But we have to understand it. We have to make sure and look through the proper lens so that we see these things. And the reason this is a problem is because for so, so long, We've looked at these stories of Jesus and, and bringing healing and deliverance to these people, and we've identified with the people coming to Jesus. And then we've preached healing and how to receive healing based off of those stories. Now, it was several years ago, I just began to notice, I never did this on purpose, but I began to notice that I was never really teaching on those stories at all. When it came to healing services, I never used those stories. I never referred to them. I never went to them. I was just spending time going through what we refer to as the in Christ scriptures. These scriptures throughout Paul's letters to the churches that use the phrase in Christ, in him, through him, those type of scriptures. And I also noticed I was spending a lot of time just looking at what Jesus was saying about himself. Statements Jesus made about his union with the Father, the fact that the Father was with him, the Father had sent him, the Father was in him. It was the Father on the inside of him doing the works. Those have been my healing messages. And what I started realizing was, over time, I wasn't identifying with the people who came to Jesus. I began to identify with Jesus himself. Now, I'm not saying I am Jesus, but we've got to go past this very surface-level teaching of in-Christ realities, where I look at you know, I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus, and it's just a good t-shirt. It makes a good poster. It makes a, you know, a good uh, picture to put on my desk or something like that. We've got to go way past that and, and going past where it's just a good statement, just a good declaration. We've got to go past it and get to the point where it's a reality that I am in him, that I am one spirit with the Lord, that in him I live and in him I move and in him I have my being. You know, Paul said in Colossians 2, 6, as you have received Christ, now walk in him. In other words, uh, walk in him, allow him to walk through you, live your life through him. Jesus says in John 15, uh, 4, 5, and 6, he says, I am the vine, you are the branch. If I abide in you and you abide in me, you will produce much fruit. It's all about union, friend. It's all about union. And so you have to read these stories and identify with Jesus, not the other person. Now, these stories, they are a great, great example for how the sinner is to receive healing. It's a great example of how the sinner is to receive something from God. They have to get to Jesus. But you have to understand that on the other side of the cross, because of redemption, 
because of the finished work of Jesus Christ, you and I are not trying to get to Jesus. We're not trying to get to Jesus and trying to get what he has. No, because of the finished work of Jesus, because of redemption, because of salvation, because of what the blood of Jesus did for me, I'm not trying to get to him to get what he has. Because of these things, I, I have what he has because he's in me. You know, I've taught this for many years and, and I just keep teaching it. It's so basic. It's so simple. And yet it's still amazing to me how we have just glossed over this thing and we've missed it. So many of us, we realize, we believe, we understand the reality that when I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior, that I become a temple of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God comes to live and dwell on the inside of me. Well, let's just use some common sense here. If the Holy Spirit's living on the inside of me and he is the giver of the gifts, well, then that means all of the gifts are available to me. If the Spirit of God, who's the power of God, is living on the inside of me, then that means the power of God is there as well. How could he be there and the power not be there? How could God be on the inside of me and yet leave his power in heaven? You cannot separate God and his power. It's impossible. And yet the very same people who would preach and who would sing that God lives on the inside of me will be the very same people out of the other side of their mouth singing and, and preaching. We need God to show up. <laughs> we need God to, to give us more power. We need this. We need that. And yet, which one is it? You know, out of one side of our mouth, we say God lives on the inside of us. And yet, out of the other side of our mouth, we say we need God to show up and we need his power. Well, if you have God on the inside of you, you have his power. It's, it's, not, it's not the fact that God isn't there. You're just not aware that he is there and that what he has is already there too. Let me give you an example of this uh, in Scripture just to give you an idea here and to help you out. You know, in Mark chapter 5, and this is one I've been using a lot just to help, help us understand some things. You know, probably one of the, the most famous stories that are used when it comes to faith and healing is a story of the woman with the issue of blood. And you can find this uh, in Mark chapter 5. And you had this woman who had had this uh, blood issue for many, many, many years. And she had gone to the doctors and tried everything and, and was getting no results. The Bible says she had spent all the money that she had and gotten no better. And in Mark chapter 5, verse 25, I'm reading this out of the Passion Translation. It says, In the crowd that day was a woman who had suffered horribly from continual bleeding for 12 years. She had endured a great deal under the care of various doctors, but in spite of spending all that she had, she was getting worse instead of better. When she heard about Jesus' healing power, she pushed through the crowd and came up from behind him and touched his prayer shawl. For she kept saying to herself, If I could touch even his clothes, I know I'll be healed. And as soon as her hand touched him, her bleeding immediately stopped. She knew it, for she could feel her body instantly being healed of her disease. Jesus knew at once that someone had touched him, for he felt the power that surged around him had passed through him for someone to be healed. And he turned around and said, who touched my clothes? Well, in this, you see that this woman says, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, if I could just touch his clothes, I know I'll be healed. And so from that, we hear people teach about confession. And it's a good thing to teach on. Our confession is very important. You realize that there's power in our words. But we have to be very careful in who we identify here with. Because if you identify with the woman, 
trying to get to Jesus, then all of a sudden you get into work mode and we step out of grace and we get back into works. And here you find yourself confessing and confessing, by the stripes of Jesus, I know I'm healed. By the stripes of Jesus, I know I'm healed. Or, and I'm pressing through the crowd and, and I'm working and working and working and working, doing all these things trying to get to Jesus. Doing all these things to try to get to Jesus. And yet we must remember that because of salvation, I'm no longer trying to get to Jesus. Jesus got in me. And if Jesus got in me, his healing power got in me. So I'm not trying to get to Jesus and I'm not trying to get his power. When I got saved, Jesus moved on the inside of me by the Spirit of God and his power came on the inside of me. This is why the Apostle Paul prayed for the church in Ephesians chapter 1. And he said, Father, I pray that their eyes would be enlightened and they would understand. And if you get down to verse 18 and 19, he says, I pray they would understand that the same power that raised up Jesus from the dead is literally on the inside of them. It's available for them and it's in them right now. That was Paul's prayer. Paul wasn't praying, Father, give them this dead raising power. Paul's prayer was, Father, help them to understand and see that they have this dead raising power on the inside of them. He also makes this statement over there in Romans chapter 8 and verse 11. He said, the same spirit who raised Jesus from the dead is the very same spirit that's giving life to your mortal body. Friend, we've heard these scriptures. Many of us have quoted these scriptures. We believe these scriptures. But we've got to put all the puzzle pieces together and start living this thing and preach the puzzle and see this thing for what it is. Many of us say we preach the finished work of Jesus Christ, but now we're preaching a part of it. We preach the, the fact that healing is mine and healing is available for me and Jesus already paid for it. And, and you know, by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. And then we go on this other thing and we start teaching about these people that are coming to Jesus and we identify with him. We identify with all these people as to how to try to get healed. But it's the wrong thing. And that's why it leaves people so frustrated and leaves people upset and confused because how can it be that I'm healed but now I got to do these things to try to get healed? No, I'm not trying to get to Jesus. I'm not trying to confess my healing into being or anything like that. No. That healing power, it's on the inside of me. I'm not trying to make something happen. I just simply need to be aware of what's already on the inside of me right now. I need to be aware of that. Another great story is in Mark chapter 7. So this is Mark chapter 7, verse 24. It says, Jesus set out from there to go into the non-Jewish region of Tyre. He intended to slip into a house unnoticed, but people found out he was there. And when a woman whose daughter had a demon spirit heard that he was there, she came and threw herself down at his feet. She wasn't Jewish, but a foreigner. And she begged him repeatedly to cast out the demon from her daughter. Finally, he said to her, First, let my children be fed and satisfied, for it isn't fair to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she answered, How true that is, Lord, but even puppies under the family's table are allowed to eat the little children's crumbs. And Jesus said to her, That's a good reply. Now, because you said this, you may go. The demon has permanently left your daughter. And when she returned home, she found her daughter resting quietly on the couch, completely set free from the demon. Now, again, very powerful story. You see with Jesus, you see his authority over demonic spirits. You see this is very natural in the way that he handled it. A very supernatural thing that happened, but he did it in a very natural, very normal way. But one thing that happens with this woman, and we've, I've heard this taught before when it comes to faith and healing, is that this woman 
She kept coming to Jesus and she was persistent. And she kept asking and kept asking and kept asking and kept asking. Well, friend, number one, you don't have to ask as a Christian. You don't have to ask Jesus for healing. You don't have to ask God to heal you. Why would you have to ask God for something that he already gave you? Again, if we're going to quote and stand on and believe 1 Peter 2.24 that by the stripes of Jesus we were healed, well, then why would I turn around and ask God to heal me if he already did it, if it's already mine? Do you see how that confuses people? I mean, I sit back now and, and I'm just, I kind of slap myself on top of the head and, and think, what in the world are we doing? We're going to teach people that it's already ours, then, then we're going to teach them how to get it. Healing is already yours, friend, but now let me tell you how to get it. Well, that just doesn't make any sense. Why would I have to try to get something that's already mine? And that's why, again, we've got to be very, very careful in who we identify with when it comes to reading these stories, these true, real-life stories of Jesus ministering to people. We have to begin to identify with Jesus himself. When you begin to identify with Jesus... All of a sudden, now you are in a position of righteousness. You are in union with the Father. And all that He is, is on the inside of you. All that He has, is on the inside of you. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says that we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Through our union with Christ, it's already there. It's on the inside of us. And especially when it comes to that healing power, it's already there. Now, when it comes to finances... That's a little bit different because that money isn't on the inside of you. The money is out in the world. You know, there's certain things that, that's been provided for us and available for us. But some of those things, people are involved in that. And so in, in those situations, there's, there's some different rules, you could say, uh, that apply to that. Because people are in the midst of that. And we're dependent on people listening to God and obeying God and doing some things. And so there's some different things that need to be actually done there. And that's where we start calling some things into being and, and declaring some things and using our faith on some of those things. But when it comes to the area of healing, this was already provided for us. It's already on the inside of us because of our union with Christ. It's already there. And this is why the subject of the life of God is so vitally, vitally important for us to grab a hold of. So with all this said, this is what I want to get down to. friend. When you go read these stories, read these stories. Read, there's, there's 19 individual cases of healing that's given to us in the gospel of Jesus. Read those stories. And yet, instead of identifying with the person going to Jesus, I want you to start identifying with Jesus himself. See yourself with that power on the inside of you. See yourself with the faith of God. See yourself declaring those things and calling those things that be not as though they are. See yourself as Jesus. See yourself as the anointed one with his anointing. See yourself as Christ on the earth. See yourself extending your hands and releasing that healing power into other people. See yourselves united with him as, as his example, as his body, as his hands and his feet on the earth. And the more you begin to identify with him in that way, then that's how you'll automatically begin to experience divine health in your body. And you'll begin to experience yourself as being a deliverer for other people because you won't see yourself as deficient anymore. You won't see yourself as trying to get God to show up. You'll begin to realize that because of your union with him, when you show up, God shows up. And when you show up and God shows up, his power shows up as well. Praise God. 
Well, friend, I trust that encourages you. That always inspires me just going through these scriptures and, and just beginning to meditate on my union with him. It'll just build you up and it'll help you in your walk with Christ. So go through those scriptures, look at those, use your imagination that God gave you and spend time meditating on that. If you haven't become a partner with us, we'd love for you to join up with us and become a member of the Dream Team. You can simply go to chadgonzalez.com. If you can only do $5, hey, do that. $5 goes a long, long way in helping us to print those books, get those translated into these other countries that we're going into. Also, if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel or our Facebook page, go there, do that. We've got lots of videos being uploaded, great testimonies and some great new teachings going out there. And uh, it's just going to be a good, good time. So praise the Lord. Remember in Christ, we always win. We'll talk to you next time.